welcome to the Ike Packers podcast. Go Pack Go. Packers came out flat, we know. Took the loss to Tommy DeVito. Go Pack Go. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Please leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. We're IKE underscore Packers on Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. The Packers are now 6-7 and seven following a loss to the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. Jordan Love takes the L from Tommy DeVito. Is it Matt LaFleur that needs to go? Is it Joe Barry? Is it some players? Well, we touch on it all, answering all your questions about the team's playoff chances from here. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get into today's episode. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. My name is Alex Ikestead. I'm your host and Packers fans. It did not turn out the way Green Bay wanted it to in New York. The Giants, led by Tommy DeVito, knocked off the Packers on Monday Night Football 24-22. It was an ugly, ugly game. Some may say it was a funny, funny game, but we have to keep it real with Packers Nation. So we have game recap, analysis, looking forward and around the NFL talking more. So it's going to be a great show. I want to welcome all the listeners in from the over 100 plus countries. The Ike Community Toy Drive, our fifth year, just wrapped up over last Friday and it was a huge success. Thank you to many in the community that reached out and donated we appreciate all of you but back to the main topic everything you want to hear about the Packers who deserves you know responsibility and more we're going to jump into it I'm joined by my co-host KJ KJ welcome to the show I mean let's just get your initial reaction to what you saw last night Packers beat themselves Packers dropped a golden opportunity they dropped an opportunity on a silver platter they were gift wrapped a gift they were gift wrapped a W but we just didn't even want it man it's so frustrating and Packers fans it's so great to be with you I just want to thank everybody for helping make the toy drive very special we filled up an entire school bus worth of toys and it's always important that no matter how high you get no matter how low you get no matter what happens in life you know you, you always I guess just like make a little bit bit of time to to give back and um we just want to thank everyone for for a shared effort it was definitely not just us it was all of you uh the entire community we filled up an entire school bus with the toys and delivered those to the kids at children's hospital on friday can't wait to see what next year has in store um yeah we threw up some picks on ike packers but back to the game man i mean like we could nitpick the fact that Joe Barry's defense didn't play great. We could nitpick the part, the the fact that you know Jordan Love was off. We could nitpick the part that oh Jair was out, Aaron Jones was out. We could nitpick the special teams. We could nitpick the Giants, whatever. But like, it all comes back to just the final result: taking another L when you shouldn't take another L. And if you look at these games this year, Packers fans, like the Steelers loss was a killer loss. It set us into a hole that we just dug ourselves out to before getting into another ill-advised loss. I would say upset last night that we're on the wrong end of and getting ourselves further in the hole again. And it's like, I mean, these times in the season, uh, that's Matt, that's the Matt LaFleur specialty. And, and here's a big fat. It is what it is when it comes to LaFleur. This guy can't inspire players to play for him. And what do I mean by that? I mean, like, once they get paid, like, he'll, he'll inspire the guys who are still trying to get paid. 
But once people get paid, they have zero interest in fighting for the team. They have zero interest in, in doing what Matt LaFleur tells them. They have zero interest in the authority of the Packers organization. And Jair Alexander is a great example of that. I mean, Bakhtiari is another shining example of that. I mean, you saw the way Aaron Rodgers ran things, walked all over the Packers organization. You know, you see the way Aaron Jones making 19 million sits out a gajillion games. It's like Elton Jenkins, you know, all this stuff, man. First and foremost, like LaFleur's got to get the result. Second, you know, you got to get a good staff around you. And and like I think he almost is like two hands off in this stuff where he'll like bring in a Joe Barry, he'll give him a bunch of high draft picks, he'll bring in a Rick Basasha, give him a bunch of money. But it's like, dude, whatever happened to like seeing it through, like you hire a star employee, there's an onboarding process, right? There's a getting them up to speed process. As with anything, and we've got some some interesting pieces on this team, but like they're all under Matt Lafleur's responsibility, man. It was just, it was just another game where we beat ourselves, and the head coach cannot let us do that. I mean, he was trying to act fake, tough guy, mad after the game. It's like great leaders. Patrick Bet David says this: they're feared, respected, and likable. They possess usually two of those three qualities: the quality to be feared, the quality of being respected, and the quality of being likable. Well, Matt Lafleur is likable, but nobody respects him and nobody fears him. And if you say, "Okay, maybe they do respect him," you're talking bending over backwards, like stretching it as far as you can stretch, reaching as far as you can possibly reach. No real player respects him; otherwise, they'd be on the football field, man. It's a culture thing, and. Then there's Joe Barry's defense. Like, he, you made a good point, Alex. You don't need to be likable in football. Like, this is football. Maybe in life that's more helpful, but this is football. You look at some of the greatest guys out there. Andy Reid, feared, liked, and respected. Uh, Tom Brady, fear, liked, and respected. Aaron Rodgers, feared, liked, and respected. You know, like Bill Belichick, feared and respected. There's all sorts of things like Matt LaFleur doesn't have those essential qualities. He's just a nice guy, man. And we're getting hurt time and time again. Anders Carlson missing two kicks that have cost us games and multiple games this season. Like, you know, the Steelers game, I think it was. And then also this game, the Giants game. I'm probably missing another one. But like just taking out the pistol and shooting yourselves in the foot. That's what the pack keep doing. I'm just so tired of it, man. Like. If we miss the playoffs, I'm going to be so frustrated uh, because luckily, Packers fans, there is a silver lining. We're in control of our own destiny still somehow, some way. And let's just hope we don't mess this up. Let's just hope we can actually right the ship. We can't beat ourselves like we can't be our own worst enemy. We can't get in our own way. Like, let's just go out there and play ball like we need some leadership, man. I mean, like, we need some continuity. All those things fall under Matt LaFleur's umbrella. Yeah, anything to add? I mean, we got a bunch of directions we can go with this one. lot to unpack there, Packers fans. Where I want to start is two years in a row, Packers coming in high on their supply. We warned about this last podcast, that the they Packers were most likely were going to get too high on their own supply. And for two straight years, we've walked into an inferior New York Giants opponent and lost both times, frankly, by ourselves. That was what I saw last night, Packers fans. I saw a team trying to lose, doing almost everything they could to lose, whether it was the play calling, whether it was the throws, whether it was staying in bounds when you need to run out of bounds. I mean, it was just disarray all across the board. And what, what, what does that really say? 
it says they didn't take the preparation this week seriously because if you're locked in, if you're in mm-hmm. the zone and you're preparing, you're not going to deal with that garbage when you're going up against a guy like Tommy DeVito. Packers fans, I was like you. <laughs> I'm wondering who the hell is this guy before the game? I see him show up in a red jacket. And you know what it said to me? I was like, we better punish this guy because if, if, if I have to watch us lose to this guy, mama's boy, I'm going to freaking lose my shit. And Packers fans, <laughs> maybe many of you were during the game. Maybe you, some of you were bored to death because the game was just so ugly. But it's like, let's just talk about facts. Tommy DeVito in a broken Giants team beat Jordan Love, beat Matt LaFleur, and all these you know star defenders, quote-unquote, that the Packers have while also almost handing us the victory multiple times. I mean, you talk about the Saquon Barkley fumble, a gift from the a football gods. A 14-point swing with, like, no swing. time off the clock. Think one about the, that. One of the surest hands in football, luckily doesn't get touch trips, fumbles on the ground, you know, was, you know, our guys don't touch them, and Packers get a miracle, a miracle chance. They're still in the game. That's like a one in every 10 years And, and it's just, it goes then down to, okay, the two-point conversion call, the, the reverse. <laughs> I mean, Packers Oh, my God. It's Matt like you're flipping a coin with Matt LaFleur's play calling. Every other time, it might just be a reverse. And in and, and the second half, I mean, what more data did you need than that second half to know the reverse was snuffed out? I mean, there was like four times where we were running backwards 10 yards, getting tackled 10 yards because there was nowhere to go. And, and Gage, it, it's just like Matt LaFleur was almost getting too high on his own play calling supply. Bro, Matt LaFleur doesn't it, even know what's going on out there. Well, like, here, that's the problem here. Here's my, He's just like deer in headlights. Outcoach every single point. time it matters. Is whether you think they were prepared or not, they just lost the Packers to Tommy DeVito, a Giants team that can't even score really at home based on the stats. They average like 12 points a game. They had the worst offensive line. And yet, we can't even get a single sack. Our boys were sleeping. The Packers were sleeping into New York. And maybe they were even going out in New York because that performance was an absolute <laughs> dud. It's like we're back in the six and seven package. And I mean, there's tons of people to blame. There's tons of blame to go around. There's so much blame to go around Packers fans. You, you don't even know where to start. Like, except it's, for the it's whole like team a, needs to start running like laps, dis- including the coaches. Yeah. It's like a disgusting taste in your mouth. Like that's kind of the way that last night's game was. I mean, no one even wants to talk about it this morning. If you've noticed that Packers fans, like everyone's just like, where do I even start? And Alex and I, you know, we were in a conversation last week, and basically someone, like, we, we kind of called Jordan Love the Packers' best player. And someone said, Jordan Love's not the best player. It's Rashawn Gary. And, you know, you would think, yes, Rashawn Gary is paid, you know, 10x what Jordan Love's paid. Like, yes, you know, he's, I mean, he's been around longer. He was drafted higher. Like, you know, but, like, Rashawn Gary, bro, He's overrated. And and unless he proves us otherwise, like, dude is the most inconsistent. Like, Big Z was better than this. I hate to say it. Big was. Z was better than this. And, like, with Sean Gary being called the best player on this team is just such fraud. Like, it's so fraudulent. It's like we're living in bizarro world. Rashawn Gary couldn't sack whatever his name was, DeVito, to save his life, bro. And frankly, he can't sack many quarterbacks out here. You can, he can get a sack like here and a sack there and catch some momentum like in two games of the season. If you're paying someone $100 million to impact two games of the year, I think you need to reevaluate that spend. It's like I was 
Dude, it, it's it's crazy how overrated Gary's been and how many people carry water for this guy. You know who the blame falls to? It falls to the highest proportionate salaried people in the organization. Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark. 31st run defense in the NFL the Packers are right now. Talk about Gary. Talk about Clark. Talk about Campbell. Talk about all these jokesters. I mean, do you know the only two, only team that's worse than us in run defense? is the Denver Broncos, and they've won six or seven straight. So you can guarantee the Packers have been the league's worst run defense since basically Denver got it going. And, I mean, bro, like if your best player on defense doesn't play, a.k.a. Jair, if your second best player, I wouldn't even say he's the second best player, if one of your, your highest paid player in Rashawn Quay? Gary, well, Quay is probably the best player on defense, in my opinion. Like, that's a tangent, but like, Jair Alexander doesn't respect the, the coach enough to play. Then there's Rashawn Gary, who got a big deal, says all the right things, goes completely ghost, goes completely ghost. Man, he he does a better job of running around than really sacking the quarterback. And like, you see all the all the untapped ability in there. Like, you see all the ability. But let's be real, Packers fans. There's no lack of Rashawn Gary running around out there. There's a lack of him doing what Kayvon Thibodeau did, BJ Oljulari did for the Giants last night, and actually making impact plays that help you win a game. Like, yes, he did it once a year. Cool. How much is the guy's contract? Oh, it's over $100 million. That's, that's not even bare minimum. That's below the minimum. You know, you're expected to do that. So, so if anyone wants to, you know, bring in that kind of arg- straw man's argument, it's like, dude, Rashawn Gary has got to be better. Kenny and Clark's like, got to like, be better. Devontae Kenny Clark's got to so, be so we, better. We, we, I mean, hit, we hit Jair. We hit Jair. He's got to get his, you know what, together. Like, get get out there with your teammates, bro. Rashawn Gary, you got to show up every week, man. Like, none of this pick and choose stuff. You know, Kenny Clark, the man's a ghost. Like, why, why are we paying this guy so much money? He barely does anything out there, bro. Like, the eye test and the stats test, Here's, we could do better. He. And, yeah. and it's like after that, you got Devondre Campbell. Everyone knows this is probably his last year. We traded the heart and soul of the defense from Azul Douglas. That's probably what Jay Alexander's protesting. He's probably upset. He's probably making a point because the Packers have allowed that kind of culture to fester here. I mean, Keyshawn Nixon, people are trying to blame this guy. He's like one of the lightest paid guys on the team. And he's out there giving the most heart week in and week, week out. The defense is, is a problem. The offense has got its problems. I mean, there's just an overall lack of attention to details, and that falls under the coaching staff's responsibility. Look, Packers fans, I know that it was many players' faults last night to to lose that game, whether it was Keyshawn Nixon, right, whether it was Rashawn Gary not doing anything, whether it was the defensive line not being able to sack or or linebackers, right, whether it was the cornerback slate, whether it was our offensive line not, not doing us any favors, whether it was, you know, drop passes here and there or missed throws. Like, it all comes back to... The coaching staff and and like if we lose an amazingly prepared game and we execute cleanly and basically like we look like a decent football team and the other team beats you that happens you know you can walk away with your head held high and no one here is really too upset we're saying man we would have loved to have that one but i think we can beat all four of these teams coming up against us based on what we just played like based upon what the packers just showed us man i mean this this final four four games packers fans could go either way and i pray to the lord up above that it goes in the right direction because I want to spend some more time with all of you in Packers Nation, right? Like, we don't want this ride to end too soon, but, yo, let's let's get on top of this problem now because there are lots of them, and there's no point in just saying, hey, let's turn the, turn the page next week. 
And it's just, I, I don't know, Al. What do, you, what do you think, man? I think here, here's some of more points to just pick out what you had, Cage, is there were some guys I'd like to say that were competing out there. Tucker Craft, one of them, he, he had his best game of the year, four catches, 64 yards, including a 43-yard long. But ask yourself, why is Tucker Craft balling the hardest on our team on offense? I mean, something's off there on defense, Cage. Our leading tacklers were Darnell Savage and Isaiah McDuffie. I mean, like, ask yourself, too, why are they leading our team in tackles? And it's probably because we can't stop the run, right? And it's probably, too, well, the Packers one of our receivers <laughs> can get open, right? And, we, and we don't know how to tackle. We just, like, bounce on guys. Well, we'll see, see, those are just the, the cracks, right? And, and for so long, we've been trying to almost – Act like we know what we're doing yeah. as the Packers organization, all under the disguise of Jordan Love. But, hey, if we just remove Love, yeah, what is this roster? What is this roster? I like some pieces. But, but you saw it last night. There, there's undisciplined plays. There's wild cards, right? Guys. Inconsistencies, like, underachievements. It's like. But, but. The guys that we shouldn't really be knocking, in my opinion, are the Keyshawn Nixons because during exactly. the game I was watching him, he was one of the only guys I said loves football. He loves football. He goes flying into every tackle. He's always playing around the ball, trying to make a play, and he'll bounce back. That's how I view Keyshawn Nixon. And that's how Razul Douglas was. He's a hungry player. I would describe him as a hungry player. He had his maybe worst game as a Packer last night. But, hey, he – at his best game, maybe the week before against the Chiefs, and he's not one of our like really. I got, I got, I have a mind because we should stat. rely on because I mean, well, I, here's I got a crazy part, to brother. The top two problems, and he, here's where I feel. And Cage, maybe you can tune in on this, but I feel the Packers' two top problems are one, just absolutely missing on the defensive line and, like, the, the, the front seven in general. Yeah. I'm not going to say they're all misses, but football is almost always one in the front, whether mm-hmm. it's on the offensive line or the defensive line. And just you can't have a defensive line that's paper thin and expect to do anything when you have a, a first-year starter at quarterback. That's just bottom line number one. And there's too many first-round picks to really let guys off the hook. I mean, uh-huh. like, Goot, bro, give any fan – five first round picks in their front seven and i guarantee they probably would have turned out a better stat and rush defense well, than and, 31st and in the league like barry's got to be gone and then we got to seriously start be looking at Goot's ability to draft first round picks i mean eric stokes is a straight up bust no one's talking about this guy but but like cage the guys on the field right it's just it's not enough out of them despite those limitations down to the fact that they weren't ready they weren't well prepared i believe they're better than the giants despite those limitations and they still lost they made Danny, tommy devito look like he was pat mahomes out there well bro here's the crazy part how many games has Rashawn gary won for the packers over the past two years and then how many games has Keyshawn nixon won for the packers over the past two years and how much are those players making respectively it's like look you ain't gonna get no you know, basically coddling for Rashawn Gary over here when the man's making a hundred million dollars. Like, and you're not going to get any excessive bashing on Keyshawn Nixon over here when the man's making a couple mil and he's playing his heart and soul out every week, winning just as many games for Sean Gary. Like we don't win that game versus chiefs. If it ain't for Keyshawn Nixon and like, 
bro, I mean, like, it's crazy sometimes who the villains are made out to be in, in this Packers organization, but, like, how the protections go to certain players as well. And Rashawn Gary is one of those protected guys, it seems. But, like, I don't know, man. I mean, you, you make a great point, Alex. You just – you were serving uh, it good. And, and, you know, Packers fans, he, here's, like, another thing that you just see – throughout the night and i want to shout out to sport radar for some of these stats the most special teams penalties in the league i mean for crying out loud like rich Bisaccia, bro what's your answer for that it's special teams it's not because mason crosby left okay it's because you got a bunch of guys out there who don't know what the hell they're doing don't even know the rules the special teams right and, and then cage on the defensive side, I don't even think they know how to stop the run. I don't even think they know. It's not like the Packers have ever stopped the run in Joe Barry's mm-hmm. tenure. So what are you expecting at this point? He's going to magically turn these guys into run stoppers? No. we got to get Kenny Clark pretty much out. I think he's done after this year because anyone who has been hoping that this guy was going to break out has kind of seen these <laughs> regression years. It's, right? it's just it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen with Kenny. I, I'm ready to make that call. It, it's like... It, we've given him what eight nine years. He is what he is, and that is straight straight average at best. Like yeah, yeah. he just is, man. And 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 like I just can't you know get over the fact that we lost to the Giants. I think you know my I put out this tweet last night. Just win, just win, Packers fans, because it was an ugly game. There's ugly games that happen, right? But you just need to win those. Good teams win those. And that shows me this Packers team is kind of just like they they don't even know if they're a good team or not, Cage. They think they were before coming into this Giants week, and they got humbled, which is good. Yeah. It's like good teams do not lose to bad teams, man. No. They may it, lose to the Chiefs. They may lose to the Lions. But they, not to some 4 and 8 Danny De, Tommy DeVito. I mean, it's just it, – it's really enraging is what it is because – I mean, we're, you know, we could go big picture. We could break it down to micro. I, mean, well, I yeah, want to talk like some good said. Packers a little bit. Um, okay. Okay. Because Tucker Craft. Tucker Craft, he's the first guy on my good Packers. Another guy I want to give good Packers to is, I mean, <laughs> I got to shout him out. I mean, Samuri Turi and Malik Heath, both of these guys were kind of written off by the fans, written off by the organization. Why are we watching these guys make big plays? I mean, Cage, it's like there's this serious lack of, like, trying to to put together a season, like a string of games, like a, a run with this team. Well, here's why. Here's why, Packers fans. You know, Alex was talking about getting high on your own supply and how the Packers really, really, really should avoid that. Well, after last week's win versus the Chiefs versus Taylor Swift, everyone is praising him, everyone is praising him. You ask yourself, hmm, I wonder, would the Packers be checking their phones and seeing as much praise as I'm seeing this today? Would they be seeing it on the TV? Would they be watching that stuff? Well, the answer is, how old is our average player on offense? And the average age is 25 years old. So the answer is yes. These guys are getting gassed up all week. They were seeing the likes rolling all week. They were seeing people shower them with praise all week. And you ever had that happen to you in life? And then you get humbled pretty good? Because I know it's probably happened to everybody at one point or another. And it's just like, 
That's exactly what happened, man. Like, like the lack of consistency is alarming. It's the, it's the head coach's responsibility. You know, it might not be his direct fault every single instance, every single week. But it is his, his responsibility. Like, bro, you got to get your team ready to play. You got to – I mean, like, it's your responsibility. You're the head coach of the football team. Like, please, someone make more excuses for Matt LaFleur to be more mediocre than he already is. Like, Do you think these guys are the guys? I've been saying on the podcast no, for no. long enough. They just aren't. They're just no, not. And, and, and that's, that's where it comes to, I think. Like, sure, the Packers might be able to get to the playoffs this year. I think if you really, like, wade through the noise and, and try and look at this objectively – maybe they can buck the defense. Maybe they can get just enough out of the offense and tighten up the special teams to make the playoffs. Like, I have zero faith in these coaches to take us to anything substantial, man. Like, I see it in Jordan Love. I see the greatness in him, and I know that he's going to inspire other guys, but, like, I have zero faith in Matt LaFleur to ever do really anything when it matters. Um, Joe Barry, right, like, he's had a better year this year than – than maybe in the years past, but he's not the guy. Like, and it sucks, but you know, like he 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 doesn't he has not performed well enough to keep his job, frankly. And and there's Rick Bisaccia, bro. It's like the stats say it all, man. You know, I know we had a big problem before bringing him in, but 31st, 32nd in a lot of these special teams categories, that's very bad. It's very far away from a championship pedigree. And um so- Packers says, I'm curious what you think. Like Maybe write us in on this one. I, I want to thank everyone for writing us in. We, we've seen a lot of activity on that. But I'm curious, if you're going to write us in this week, let us know, do you see this coaching staff? Like, I'm not saying playoffs. I believe they can get us to the playoffs, right? You know, there's a lot of guys in the NFL, a lot of coaches who have ever coached in the playoffs. But do you believe the Packers could win a championship with this staff? Because do you believe they could win a playoff game with this staff? Man, I mean, that's probably a better question. I know they can't win a championship, but... The game, I mean, I don't have much confidence in that either. I think they could kind of luck their way in, but, man, they're not helping us. Like, every week they're hindering us, and that's just the way it is. What do you think? After last week, I was quite optimistic, you know, regarding the Packers' ability to maybe have an upset in the playoffs based on if they could rattle off a run here to end the season now I'm looking at the six and seven teams that we're tied with, Cage. What do we got next? Yeah. We're tied with the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, the L.A. Rams, the Seattle Seahawks. And that's in our division, right? And also in our conference, I mean, you're looking at the Dallas Cowboys scoring 421 points. They've actually surpassed Miami in terms of total points on the season to give a little perspective, the team that scored seventy in a game. And Mike McCarthy is their oh, coach. Yeah. So Packers fans, ask yourself, maybe it could be a scenery change we need. Sometimes it's not like we're attacking LeFleur like oh he's the <laughs> worst coach. But Dude it's is like, a fraud, look, he's not right? the guy here. He's not the guy here. <laughs> it's like, dude, yeah, like Matt LeFleur, I I don't have any basis to really defend the guy. I mean, like, you could argue Jordan Love's doing okay, but if you want to credit LaFleur for all that, go ahead. I know that's a slippery slope. Like, I'll give him credit where credit's due, but, I mean, in terms of head NFL football coach, I do not believe in Matt LaFleur. Last night reinforced my belief. In terms of quarterback coach in the NFL – I can see Matt LaFleur being successful in that. In terms of offensive coordinator, I think maybe he can handle that too. But you don't go from head coach to just OC. You go from head coach to, you know, different scenery, frankly. 
I don't know, man. It's tough because LaFleur certainly hasn't been so bad where it's like fire LaFleur, fire LaFleur, fire LaFleur. I'm just saying he's capping us. That's what he's doing. He's capping us. It's like fighting with one hand behind your back. Like, it's not just him, man. Like him holding out to Joe Barry capping us. Like all these things are Matt LaFleur's responsibility. But what were you going to say? I'm sorry to cut you off. We're Malcolm in the middle right now, bro. We're, we we are six and seven headed toward a land of either first round playoff elimination or, you know, not as high of a draft pick as we should have had had, you know, maybe we decided, hey, we should sell off a little more. We're kind of just caught in the middle here, Packers fans. And I'm going to agree with KJ. It's not Jordan Love. Let's just remove him from this conversation. Guy's a baller. He flashed it again last night. He's clutch. He came back. He gave the Packers the lead, which they couldn't hold. And the team that we're playing, the New York Giants, had a hundred and have today, including the Packers score total, 183 points on the season in 13 games and have given up 314 Packers lost to that team last night. I mean, I don't know how heads don't roll. I don't know how heads don't roll when you're in the, the only you're reason, that six and six spot. The because, only reason is because we're so in the thick of it and there's so little season left. That is the only conceivable reason, my friend. You know, it's like right when you start to believe in this staff, right when you want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, Packers fans, remember last week when I was kind of giving LaFleur a bunch of credit where credit's due? That didn't, like, it felt a little bit out of the comfort zone. I was like, look, I'm happy to do it, but I have a feeling, I have a feeling something's going to happen and sure enough it's the same thing i mean like someone's like oh you're too you're too harsh on the floor it's like okay well go ahead and make one slight tweak and see if that fixes the entire machine that is the green bay packers because man right now we need more than just one slight tweak <sighs> yeah i don't know the tweak isn't gonna I, work i never i never fully believed it myself when i was when i was kind of come given the floor the praise i never fully believed that my i was i was like look i i realized that i said some things and i should probably give credit where credit's due which i'm a i have no problem doing that you know um i think any any real leader would would be comfortable in admitting when they were wrong or, or something like that but it didn't feel right in my gut and um it certainly didn't feel right in my gut losing the freaking devito last night and his agent and and just I mean, it was there were so many Packers fans in New York. Like, could you could you imagine going to New York? It was like a home game that? almost, <laughs> bro. It's like we even made the comment ourselves, and I, did, I didn't want to say this for a while, but it was just ugly, terrible football last night. And then eventually, like everyone started saying the same thing. They're like, "Yeah, this is some brutal football." Imagine being freezing up there and spending hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of bucks, going to see that team. I mean, go and see your $100 million pass rusher. You know, go and see Jair away. He's not playing. You know, go and see Aaron Jones, $19 million. He's not playing. You know, oh, it's like, man, I mean, it, it's frustrating. I feel for all the fans out there. That's, well, where, that's where my heart goes out to because we're kind of on this roller coaster, man, and uh, it's almost like the ride is – it's like the switch is, is, is tweaked where we don't know if it's going fast, slow, up, or down, but it's going, and, like, we almost need to, like – I guess just wait until the ride's over at the end of this season, see where we end up. But there definitely needs to be tweaks made. The whole thing that I had in my heart, Packers fans, is that when the game was going, when you saw Tommy DeVito kind of have confidence, is it was his night. And they literally let that guy from Syracuse beat them. I'm all for feel-good stories, except for in the NFL. Like, leave that stuff for college. Like, 
you got to go in there and punish a quarterback like that. You should have been blitzing him so hard. We had no pass rush on this dude. Make him beat you in the air. Make him, please. Crazy. Instead of we're watching him scramble around, running on guys he's like, he's like Mike, Mike Vick. Vick. Yeah. He ain't Mike Vick. Why do all the quarterbacks the Packers play against seem to turn into that? It's, it's, <laughs> well, it's incredibly uh, frustrating. Well, this next week, Buccaneers, Buccaneers cage. At Bro, Baker home. Mayfield. Baker Mayfield could potentially put the nail in the coffin in our season. Like if, if we if we overlook him, he's someone who's been overlooked his entire life. He's someone who's fighting for his NFL career each and every week. He's someone to, where if he gets the Buccaneers to the playoffs. Baker Mayfield will reach the promised land and, and all the good things that come with that. New deal, new opportunity, new job security. You know, like, if he misses the playoffs, well, he's probably into the NFL abyss. And none of those things. No money, you know, like, or less money. But, like, so long story short, he's got something to play for. And this guy's he's always been a winner. He's been playing well um, this year. He's, tw- he's Cage, his stats are very close to Jordan Love's. He's got 2,934 yards on the year, 20 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. For reference, Love has 3,100 yards. He's got about 200 more yards than Mayfield. But Love has thrown three more interceptions and three more touchdowns. So it's not like there's a huge spread here. Baker Mayfield, to go back to what you said at the start of the podcast, he's always been, I think, feared. I think maybe that's crazy, Packers fans. But does Baker Mayfield kind of command, like, a little bit of, like— Bro, he commands respect just of how tough he is. Like, he's always fought through industries—or, excuse me, injuries, and— he, he no, has think, that think, Russell Wilson in him, you know, like the yeah, underdog. He's like, got the truly comeback. counted yeah. out his whole his whole career because of his his size, because of his athleticism. Um, I think because his name's game. Baker. I think people just like talking s to him, and like I'm not going to do that because the pack just got high on their own supply, and it didn't work out too well for him. I'm not going to do that. Uh, we warned of it. You know, trust me, we were having a lot of fun after last week's victory as well. But, like, we were not getting too high on their own supply because they had trap game written all over it. And sure enough, Packers fell through the trap door. It was the hardest game, Cage. It was the hardest game we talked about on last week's show. If you missed that, go check it out, Packers fans, because it was the momentum game. The momentum is everything in sports, right? You You look at what they're doing in Denver right now. Who wants to play the Denver Broncos, Cage? Not a single team. Not a. You know s- why? <laughs> hey, Peyton's won rings. Russell Wilson's won rings, and they're clicking right now. Packers got like Lafleur over here saying "nice job" after a TD, and then acting fake mad after we lose. It's like there's a difference here. There's a difference <laughs> here. I mean, even DeBall, man, d- two years in a row. Matt Lafleur outcoached by Brian DeBall or whatever the dude's name is from the Giants. If if you're like, oh well. Just one or two games. It's like, bro, this is every single coach, coach around the league. Like, Matt, we've seen Matt LaFleur get outcoached by the Vikings. You know, we've seen him get waxed by Dan Campbell and the Giants. Yes, he's won a few games, but, like, I mean, I'm still waiting for him to prove he's a good coach, frankly. And I'm very skeptical, and that makes me very nervous about our long-term ceiling. I think we need to unleash the shackles. Probably, you know, it's not going to happen anytime soon, but... Man, I feel like I feel like we're like a bird in like a like an exhibit where we got to run free, and uh, this coaching staff is just keeping us in the exhibit. Man, it's not. We're gonna dance around it until we move on from these guys, Packers. Yeah, that's a thing. Because 
you ask yourself, do you think it's the talent or do you think it's the coaching? Maybe we can put out that poll and we'll see where Packers fans stand. But uh, I think a lot of people would say, you know what? It's the coaching. It's the coaching. I like. I don't understand the force field Matt Lafleur has around him. I, I honestly don't. I I, I think it's Midwest friendliness. You know, I, and, and, and that's what the best part about the Midwest is how you, nice everyone is. But like, I th- I think that's it, man. I don't know any other reason. Here's some straight up realness, and maybe this is a little off topic. You let me know, Cage. But I noticed how clean and fresh on such a cold night last night Matt LaFleur's haircut was. Meaning, he must have got a haircut this last week, <laughs> high on his own supply, thinking he's going to go out there on Monday Night Football, look great again, when he should have been not doing that. Like, uh, I mean, dude like, is like, he, he's just not the guy, man. Like, we can go ad nauseum on reasons LaFleur is not the guy, but like, it's, he's either going to, Packers fans, if you're listening to this, it's either now or later. You know, he, he, he might, it might be a tough pill to swallow. Uh, or you might keep, keep swallowing the pills, you know, like for a little while. And then, and then later you realize Matt LaFleur is not the guy. Like, I mean, it's going to be a hard realization whenever we, in fact, do stare that in the mirror. I mean, we, we know bro, probably Joe Barry's not the guy either. And frankly, Rick Pisaccia, if you're, if you're 32nd in the league, I, I, you're not my guy, you know. Like, like I, I want you ain't the guy either. Than that, yeah. And um, yeah, Packers fans, it's just going to be like when do we come to grips? Because Jordan Love is the guy. Jordan Love's the guy. Jaden Reed's the guy. Yeah, you know, like, like, Packers, like we, we've got a lot of good talent on this team, but we underachieve. We underachieve. I'm gonna we always just be need optimistic. To get rid of Barry because we don't have a guy on defense. We just don't. We just like. The defense is a bunch of guys who just don't have a leader out there, Cage. It's been a Packers problem on defense for a while. Uh, and you need, a, at that point, defensive coordinator to be the leader because we, we lack one on the field. We lack one who can just say, you know what, Tommy DeVito's out there. We actually will hold them to zero points. Where was Jair when he had that enthusiasm? On some BS. <laughs> Frankly, you want to know where he was. That's where he was. He's on some BS, man. This and he's a- making 20-some million a year. It's sickening. It's sickening. It's like, uh, these guys are so entitled. I mean, the way they just disrespect the fans all the time, like, trying to give us an excuse is like, oh, my, my toe hurts, my ankle hurts. It's like, yo, every single listener to this podcast has undergone some hardship. And, like, I'll probably every single person in this podcast has undergone some physical hardship, too, like, and mental hardship, whatever hardship you want to talk about. Like, we've all gone through something. It's like, the only difference is we're not making 20-plus million a year. And and like, therefore, the expectations are shifted. And like, oh man, I know, I know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, who it's. I'm not even gonna go there, man. But yeah, it's. (laughs) I mean, it's it's frustrating, Pakistan's. Hey, Buccaneers this week. Is this at home or away? This is at home. Okay, it's got to be a win. It's got to be a win, Pakistan's. Let's get this win. Uh, You know, thanks for rocking with us. It's it's been a brutally frustrating one, but. We'll bounce back. Maybe maybe you can enjoy a little bit of that. Uh, I had fun on the show, Cage, as always. Packers fans, let us know what you think. We're going to be there every step of the way. No matter what happens, you can count on Ike Packers always to give you the unbiased, independent Packers talk. Cage, any final thoughts for the listeners? Just how grateful we are, Packers fans. I'm just going to take it back to the toy drive. Like, you know what's crazy? We're just talking about how how all how much money all these players make. 
Well, none of us really make the amount of money that an NFL player would make, but together we made a humongous difference in the community uh, last week. And, and I don't know if you saw, we, we just got so many toys. We filled up boxes and boxes and bins and bags and all the things and Legos, video games, TVs, books, stuffed animals, Hot Wheels, like board games, chess, you know, it's, it was all scooters, Nerf guns, it was all over the place. And the amount of smiles that are going to result from that are in the hundreds, if not low thousands. And, and just think about that, Packers fans, like together, this community, we put some smiles on the kids' faces. We can all make a difference. You know, how many times in this podcast do we talk about making an impact? Together, we all made an impact last week. And if you're feeling down, if you're feeling hopeless, if you're feeling like, hey, I'm just not feeling it right now because it's winter, it's cold, it's, it's dark, you know, there's not a lot of sunlight, my Packers are having unbelievably frustrating games, like, we are right there with you, but just know that you can do so much, you can do anything you put your mind to, we believe in you, we're grateful to have you here, together we moved mountains last week, we made the world a better place, and uh, we're going to continue to do it each and every week, each and every day going forward. And it all comes back to Packers fans. It's just a standard of excellence. I think that's a great way to end this show. If, if you know, if the Packers are, are not going to be quite up to the Lombardi standard on, on the TV, hey, we got to put that on ourselves. Let's be Lombardis in the community, right? Absolutely. And, uh, let, let's hold them to that Lombardi standard. Let's never do them the disservice of lowering that standard of excellence. We're the Green Bay Packers. We expect championships. And uh, as long as Ike Packers is around, it's never going to change. So thanks so much for a great show, Alex. Thank you so much, Ike Packers fans and all everyone listening in all over the world, 100-plus countries. All love. We'll talk again soon. We'll catch you next time. Go Pack Go. If you enjoyed this episode of the Ike Packers podcast and want to help the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is how we can continue to give great value to you. As always... Till next time, Packers fans. Go, 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 Pack, go. Lakeside, every kind of blue. I'm peeking through, 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 through. Thoughts by the lakeside always fall to you. Paradise, 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 paradise. The wind changes my mind stuck